Welcome back to Five Things. I'm your host, Angie B. And as always, I'm thrilled that you took a little bit of time out of your day to tune in. Thank you so much for being here. The entire month of November so far has been all about gratitude, thankfulness, positivity, and how we can use all of those things to manifest more of what we want in our lives. My guest today is Lazana Smith. She is a marketing and advertising powerhouse and the principal of Garoy Media. Lazana is also somebody who lives by the principles of manifestation, and she's here today to tell us how she's been able to manifest things in her life, as well as manifest positive outcomes from challenging situations. She's also going to share very practical insights as to how we can all manifest more of what we want in our lives. I have a big, big feeling that we're going to cover a lot of ground in today's podcast. As always, her bio is going to be available on the website, as well as links to anything that we talk about and the best ways to reach her. And I cannot wait to get this conversation going. Lizana, thank you so much again for being a guest on my podcast. I am so thrilled and so honored to have you on because I'm just inspired by you. I think your story is fascinating. And I also think that you're just the perfect person to talk about this topic of manifestation and the power of bringing things that we want into our lives, which is very much, of course, the theme of this month. And so I'm just really excited for the, re- for the listeners to hear about you, learn about you, and of course, to read your full bio on the website, which is linked up there now. So let's get things started. I want to know... Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you allowing me to be here. (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm just so happy. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited that you're here, honestly, because this is this topic is really fascinating to me. And coming from the perspective of someone who is an advertising marketing professional who has used who has used this in their life, right? It's not this is not what you do but this is something that you apply into your right. life. And I think that is so important because listeners can really think about, okay, how can I apply this to my own life and what I do? So I'm just super excited you're here. Absolutely. And this is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. I mean, this is such an integral part of my life that I don't even make moves without taking manifestation into consideration. And so I am so excited to be able to share this with your listeners. Thank you. Okay. So now we can get started. Yes. (laughs) I want to know, how did you first get introduced to manifestation, the power of manifestation into your life? How did, how did this first come about and what does it mean to you? Because it, it seems to me that there are different ways that you can look at this. You can look at manifestation and what it means. It means different things to different people. So how did you first get introduced to it and what does it mean to you? Yeah. So first of all, I'd like to say that 
manifestation, I'll start with the second part of that question. What does it mean to me, right? So manifestation essentially means bringing something from the dimension of your thoughts and making it into a practical reality, bringing it into an actual, something that you can see, think, taste, touch, feel, like the five senses in general, maybe not think, but the five senses, you know, you can see it, you can taste it, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can smell it, that's manifestation. It has to get into a physical form. So bringing it from a thought form into the physical form. And we have been manifesting since the day that we've been born. Right. So this is not something that you have to necessarily learn. We're already doing it. We're wired to do it. And the difference is when you go from being an unconscious manifester to a conscious manifester. And so that's what's really happened. So as far as when did I start consciously understanding and learning that I had the power to manifest, I definitely would say, man, it's been about more than 10 years, maybe more like 15 years that I've been doing it. And I had a girlfriend, she um, suggested a book to me, which was called The Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. It's an amazing book. And I had just started to learn about the law of attraction. This is before The Secret came out. So definitely a lot of people got onto the law of attraction bandwagon, you know, after The Secret came out. Um, but I was reading this book from Abraham Hicks and that's what really started to get me to realize, wait a minute, there's this whole other dimension and I have the ability to let my thoughts become things. And so that's where it started. And I quickly got into manifestation very early at the time I was living in New York City and I, um, wanted to just make some changes in my life. And so I decided that I would do affirmations. And one of the things that I really wanted to do is get into graduate school. I wanted to go to University of Southern California. And I didn't think that I was gonna be able to get into the school because it's this prestigious school and you had to get a thousand or above on the um, GRE in order to get into the school. And I'm not necessarily really good at those sort of um, standardized tests. And so I was I like, can, oh my I, I can relate. Yeah, yes. I understand. Yes. So I, I was thinking, that. okay, am I going to be able to, you know, pull this off? And essentially what ended up happening is I would walk to the bus stop in the morning and every day I would say to myself, I have a thousand and above on my GRE. I have a thousand and above on my GRE because I felt like everything else was going to be in alignment um, as far as all the other pieces of the package, you know, my letter of recommendation and you know, my grades from undergrad and all this other stuff. And I had been taking the test, um, you know, doing the practice exams and I never got a thousand or above. <laughs> in any of the practice exams. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a mess. But anyhow, I just always would say that on my walk to the bus stop every morning, on my walk home from the bus stop at night, I have a thousand and above on my GRE. And I just wanted to test this manifestation theory out. Like, could it even really work? Does it really work? And um, I ended up getting exactly a thousand on the GRE and consequently ended up getting into USC and got my master's in communication management from USC. So that's an idea. Congratulations. That's work. wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so that's real manifesting right there. Yes, absolutely. But I tested it out a lot in the beginning because it seemed like such a foreign concept. Like, wait a minute, seriously, I can have a thought in my head and I can make it like actually what I want that could happen in real life. So I tested it a lot. And I even had a very good girlfriend of mine at the time 
who was having some challenges with her boyfriend. She wanted to get married. That was a big thing for her. They were dating for about five years and she wanted him to propose to her. And she was starting to have anxiety attacks because of the fact that he hadn't proposed yet. And so we actually would get on the phone in the morning and we would have a affirmations call is what I called it at like eight in the morning or something before we all started getting ready for work. And the affirmations call, we would have about five or six affirmations. We would get on the phone call. We weren't supposed to have small talk. It was just supposed to be a space to declare our affirmations every morning. And then that's it. Get off the phone and start our day. And her affirmation was that she was in a loving space, that she was in a loving relationship, and that her boyfriend proposed to her. And again, this was a test for me because I didn't know if he was going to propose to her or not or what was going to happen. And so we would do these calls every single Monday, every single morning, Monday through Friday. And by the end of about three months of doing the calls, her boyfriend did propose to her. And and they are married today with two beautiful children. And it was so cool to just see that manifestation also happen for her as well. I think that's really interesting. And I'm, I will have a, a month that's themed around love and relationships. Ooh. So that's an interesting story. Yes. One of my I favorite can't topics, help, love and relationships. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but wonder if in her practicing of this manifestation and through these calls, if there was this unconscious behavior change that occurred, because I don't know how to express it exactly, but it just seems to me that what is the, what are the mechanics behind the scenes that actually made that happen? Because if I, I'm just wondering if once she started to get into this positive headspace of reassuring herself, of saying the mantra, believing, immersing herself in this thought, if it somehow shifted her own vibe and energy that he noticed, right? which in turn then he was like, well, something has shifted here. What is this all about? Right. Maybe so, this is, and then somehow that leads to, okay, she's definitely the one for me. I'm going to ask her to marry me. I feel like there's a lot to unpack there because yeah. I think I mean, that. Go ahead. No, I, I just, I just think, and again, I, I'm literally going to dedicate an entire themed month to this topic because I'm just super fascinated with it. And who doesn't love to hear a good love relationship podcast, but yeah. Oh, amazing. No, I think that a couple of things, right? Number one, he was already preparing to propose to her. She didn't know that at the time, but he was saving the money okay. and doing all the things to propose to her. However, her anxiety, she was feeling a lot of anxiety from peer pressure, parental pressure, her own personal clock of when she wanted to get married so she could have kids, you know, all of that stuff, which was causing her internal um, anxiety, 
right? Which was coming out into physical anxiety where she couldn't breathe and she was having all these like physical challenges around it. Um, so essentially what ended up happening is when we started doing the affirmation calls in the morning, I definitely believe that psychologically it did get her to calm down. It got her to stop putting so much pressure on him because it was literally getting to the point where he was thinking, do I even want to propose to her? Right. And, and it was starting yeah. to make him now backtrack even on those thoughts of, is she, is she the one? Maybe she's not the one. If she's putting so much pressure on me, maybe this is not the person that I should spend the rest of my life with. And I saw that she was going down this trajectory and her family at the time was making it seem like, oh, he's never going to propose to you. It's been five years and he still hasn't done it. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I just saw it. It's almost like you're about to right. see an accident happen. And I saw it, like how it was going. And I said, okay, how do I intersect this in a way that can give her the confidence and self-assurance that she needs to allow the process to happen naturally? And the affirmations allowed her to be able to do that. The other thing that I'll say, and I think a lot of people don't take this as much into consideration as they should, but I'm a big proponent of the understanding that 90% of communication is nonverbal. 90%. Agreed. So, Agreed. So many people get so caught up in the verbal mechanics of what they say, but they don't take into consideration that what they say is only 10%. 90% is like you were saying earlier, it's that energy that you're emitting. Right. And the vibe, the tone. It. Yes. 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 So all of those things combined. Yes. Yes. So I believe the affirmations and her doing that mantra every single day, every single morning, you know, for all of those months allowed her actual 90% of those nonverbals, that energy to shift and change. And when it did, then that really allowed her to be in a space where he picked up on that 90% and he was able to align. Exactly. And, and yes, that's exactly what I was, where my mind was, because that is what shifted, right? The, yes. the thought, the thought process, her just saying, okay, this is, this is going to work out. This is, this is going to be the thing. This is okay. Calm down, relax. It's going to happen. Shifted her own energy because she probably just was more confident and more relaxed took off the pressure from him yes, and he noticed because of the vibe shift. And he was probably like, okay, something shifted. Let me jump on this really quick. Yes. Okay. Amazing. So maybe I'll have you back on when we have the love and relationship. Yes. I would love that because (laughs) I would love that. This is, this is a topic. Love and relationships and everything. I have a book, get a ring on it. It's on Amazon. It's an amazing book that I wrote based on my graduate school thesis from the university of Southern California. So, um, yeah, this is a topic that is definitely another one that's near and dear to my heart. Great. So I will for sure have you on for that. That's going to be, that's going to be wonderful. Okay. So I want to continue though, just to get back on how you have been manifesting things in your life and how it applies to you as someone who is a professional marketing and and advertising guru. This is, you know, I want to kind of get into your, your job and your career because I do know that you were working for the Miami Herald and you were doing awesome things. And 
the Miami Herald, as has been reported, it's not a secret. It's nothing new. They've been in trouble, like a lot of newspapers around the country, right? There just is a lot of uncertainty, a lot of journalists that have had to have been laid off from their jobs. So the Miami Herald has been having some problems, and this is something that is widely known. <laughs> 2020 has not been the easiest year for the Miami Herald. It has not, by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and, and you know what? Kudos to the Miami Herald because they continue. There are a lot of people there still, journalists, that are still on this investigative job and they are and they do killing amazing it. work. They are they killing it still. Work. I'm so yes. grateful for the opportunity that I've had to be there. The way that I would see it is that it made what I did on the advertising side so much more meaningful. Mm-hmm. The revenue that we brought in in the advertising side helped to fund those journalists that do all that investigative reporting. And that investigative reporting led to us really digging up everything that happened with Jeffrey Epstein and bringing that back to the forefront when everyone had forgotten about it and had moved on. And now, I mean, he, we helped to bring, well, I don't know if we brought him necessarily to justice in the way that we would have liked. However, we allowed those victims to really get more of a sense of closure around this and the, the ability to tell their story. And so just having been able to be a part of that from the advertising side has meant so much to me. Yes. And this is, and what you just said is a perfect example of how the editorial the newsroom and how the advertisers there's it's it's a synergistic relationship it's so important they both need each other yes. and so i applaud well, you for the journalism work. is expensive it is expensive <laughs> listen it. it's expensive and much 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 needed and and yeah. the fact that local newspapers are dying around this country is so depressing we need our local Agreed. newspapers we need Agreed. our journalists to keep doing what they do to hold people accountable, speak truth to power, so important, especially these days. Yeah. And we need also the people that are on the selling side, the people that are bringing in the ads and the revenue money. It's super important. So I do very much applaud you for your, yeah. the work that you, that you and your team did at the Herald. Yes. Unfortunately, with the troubles that the, that, you know, the Miami Herald already had, then come COVID comes along. Yes. And further complicates and makes things worse. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so heartbreaking. So share a little bit of what happened to you during that time, during this time, I should say, because it's COVID is still very much around. And then of course I you know, so do share a little bit of about that. Then I want to know, because I do know that there was a a point in time where you needed to transition, obviously. Yeah. How Garoy media came to be and the role of manifestation in all of that. Of course. I love this. So let's start back to January of 2020. So I come into January, 2020, I actually do a retreat every year or have been for the last several years. So um, coming into this year, I started this year, 2020 in Colombia in Sesquile, Colombia. It's an hour outside of Bogota at a yoga retreat. And that is where I basically went into my manifestation of 2020. What do I want to manifest this year? What do I want to bring to life? What are my goals? Things of that nature. And so coming from Colombia, 
back into my office at the Miami Herald, I really had this vision of these things that I wanted to accomplish in this year. And one of them was we had ended 2019 with a major account that we were working on that was actually a multi-million dollar account um, for advertising, which would have been an extremely large account. We were super excited about it and had done all of the presentations, went back and forth to client meetings. I mean, we had been, all the major parties are involved, fluent senior executive leadership, all of this stuff so that we can win this book of business. And we ended up winning, um, well, we didn't get to the winning part yet, but we had gotten to the place where it was us and maybe one other agency, and we were very close to actually inking the deal for that particular client. Unfortunately, as we were in the process of getting ink on that deal, it came out in the news that McClatchy, which is the parent company of the Miami Herald, had declared bankruptcy. And when that happened, in fact, unfortunately, the news got to the client before we could even get to the client and tell him what had happened because everything was happening in real time. So the news is reporting it in real time. It's coming down to us in real time. We're processing the information and the client calls and is like, what is going on? You guys are filing bankruptcy. Our board of directors has decided that we can no longer move forward in a partnership with your organization. And we're like, oh, what do you mean? We had worked so hard. So that was really, really challenging. Then we had another company along the same lines, a quarter of a million dollars in advertising on the line, and they had headquarters out in Europe. And so that's when I really realized like something was going on with COVID because it hadn't hit us really in America yet. We were still just like, oh, something's brewing, but we don't know what's happening and everything was going on. But most of it was in Asia and then it was starting to become a big thing in Europe at the time. And this particular company, they had to close all of their locations in Europe and their headquarters decided that they were going to start closing down operations in the US and they weren't really sure. We were gonna do this amazing summer campaign and they weren't really sure what was gonna happen this summer of 2020. And at the time, this was back in, I would say maybe February. So we're like, what do you mean? You're not gonna, we don't know what's gonna happen in the summer of 2020. I mean, we're gonna be fine. So we ended up losing that deal as well. So now you have, you know, over a million dollar deal that's off the table. You have a quarter of a million dollar deal also now off the table. And this is basically how 2020 started as I came in. Meanwhile, I'm completely stressed, you know, been been working 14, 15, 16, 18 hour days not even talking to my family, my sisters, um, you know, uh, her mother passed away, um, you know, same dad, different mom, that sort of thing. So her mother passed away in March of this year. So, I mean, that's kind of how the first quarter of my year started, which was really insane and crazy. And then as we get into now the second quarter, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And this whole time, as all of this is happening, I'm just thinking there has to be an easier way than this. Why am I so stressed all the time? Why am I working so hard all the time? There's people that are online making millions of dollars, not having to answer to corporate structures, having to be involved in political, you know, political politics, you know, politics at work, internal politics at work. Why am I the one getting caught up in all of this? And so 
that was something that was on my mind. And there was a guy that I would follow on Instagram. Um, his name is Jet Set. And um, I would watch Jet Set online and he's this young guy, you know, in his twenties on private jets and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, why is he having the opportunity to do all this stuff? And I'm sitting here at my office right. working till like 11 o'clock at 12 o'clock at night, you know, like, midnight. What does he know that we don't know? We yeah, didn't get that's this what memo. I was thinking. Right. Yeah. I'm like, something, something's off here. So anyhow, um, in April of this year is when I got the news that the company had decided that they were going to do a 90 day leave of absence and um, basically put a segment of the company on this leave of absence. And I was part of that leave. And that was really challenging at the time because I'm thinking to myself, well, now what do I do? And 90 days is a long time. And this is in April. And at the time I'm thinking, okay, April, May, June, July. So maybe if I get back to work in July, but that seems so long. Is the coronavirus still going to be around in July? And we were, it was, it was full on luck lockdown at that point as well. Yeah. It was like, you do not leave your house unless you're going to the grocery store and come home. Right. Right. And combining that, I actually, so my sister lives in New York city and I literally flew into, so literally as this whole pandemic is blowing up nationwide and starting to become a big thing and New York is the epicenter of it. I'm in New York city (laughs) with my sister who was grieving the loss of her mom. And so it was, super, super, super intense time. And then, like you said, to come back in April to Florida and then to still be on lockdown and then to get this leave of absence memo, um, that was really a challenging time. But I still didn't think that this was going to last this long. I I thought that it was going to last maybe 30 days. No one thought so. No one thought so. Yeah. When they said 90 days, I go, man, do they know something we don't know? 90 days is a long time. I mean, you think this is still going to be going on then? So I don't know. But what ended up happening is I thought to myself, first of all, I remember when my boss let me go, she goes, I know you're very spiritual and you're going to handle this in a way that is most suitable for you, but I know that you're going to find the good in it. And I was so mad at the time when she said that. Because I was like, what does that mean? Because I'm spiritual. I'm supposed to be okay with losing my job or being on a leave of absence that's unpaid for 90 days. Don't throw that spirituality on me right now. Yes, this is not the time for that. But, you know, I walked around for a little while, got some fresh air. And I had been with the company at this point for three years, over three years. And was like, okay, so what do I want to do? And in 90 days, would I want to go back? Do I want to do something else? What do I do? And I had really tried my hardest not to align myself so integrally with the company that it became who I was. And so, cause I had been in situations with previous companies and that's the thing with corporate America, you work so hard, you put your blood, sweat and tears in. And then at any time, at any whim from whatever the company is going through, they can easily lay you off or demote you or whatever the case is. And I had really tried to separate, you know, who I was from the company persona. And what I realized was, is I hadn't done a good enough job. <laughs> but the thing is, but if that's an interesting point, and the truth is that for a lot of people, for myself, because the same has happened to me, our work is a big part of our identity. Absolutely. The title, the company, yes. 
Yes. We introduce ourselves. It really becomes a part of who we are. And I remember my first real official, not real job because I've been working since forever, but my first graduate bachelor's degree job out of college, I was doing well in that position. And a year into it, I got laid off. So here I am, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed. With hope and optimism. Yeah, I was set I was set I was set to be promoted. I was set to be promoted, one of the youngest people in the company to be promoted in this particular position. And I was super excited. So to to be told that I've been laid off, I did nothing wrong, was devastating. My first job out of college. Yeah. And it was, that job was a drastic part of who I was. Absolutely. Yeah, I was the, you know, the assistant to the director of public relations, da 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 on and on and on and on. That this was my job. This is where I went to every day. My friends that I hung out with were mostly people from the company right? Because you see these people all the time. So these people you have lunch with, these are the people you have, you know, you go out, you know, after work with. And it really became an, a part of my identity of who I was. And that's another, it, this is definitely a, one, a, a very interesting topic for a future podcast, but, absolutely, you know, I, I, I learned to really do the work to understand who am I as an individual, as a person outside of my work. Yes. So that's a very interesting point that you raise. And I want listeners to think about that as well. Yes. How tied up are you into your title and your company Ooh. and your job? So that's a very, very, so interesting, tied up. very interesting I question. Was so intertwined. I had no idea how intertwined I was. And, and the thing about it was, so I have been brought into the Miami Herald to help with their digital agency. So McClatchy that owns the Herald had purchased or acquired a digital agency at the time called Accelerate. And I was brought in to lead the team to expand Accelerate throughout the South Florida region. So as you mentioned, I mean, I built this thing from the ground up. When I got there, it was still just an idea. And I brought in the sales team. I brought in the client success strategist. I mean, I really basically built a mini agency in Miami at the Miami Herald. And so we didn't even necessarily sell Miami Herald products. And that's another thing that people didn't realize that there was this whole agency that was a digital agency within the Miami Herald. And that was my job was to get that message out. So I was doing all these networking events. And the great thing about the Miami Herald is they're super integrated into the community. And so I basically, yeah. yeah, So I had the opportunity to be the the representative for the Miami Herald and for Accelerate Digital at these different, very high and illustrious events and get to meet all of these amazing people. And so it was beautiful and I loved it. I loved the the glamour of the events and I loved the job of what I did and the meaningful work, as I mentioned earlier, that the revenue that we brought in, what that meant for the company and investigative local journalism, all of that, I was like, yes, I'm in my home. So to get laid off, I was like, Ooh, wait, what do I do now? <laughs> yes. Listen, you know, how many people have lost their jobs because of COVID millions of people. Oh and so yes. I know that there are 
hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people asking themselves, how did this, how did I lose my job after everything I put into it, after all of the years experience, after the impact that I've had, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I hear you. I I went into a really dark place. It, it because it's depressing, and and yes. then of course comes all the pressures of how do you pay the bills and all of these things, and oh, yeah. it's it's tough. There's nothing easy about losing a job and losing it during a global pandemic, which our generation has never ever experienced. Well, no ever. one has a global pandemic. I mean, right? No, no, no one in this generation has experienced. Correct. So, and and there's there's very little end in sight, right? We, we know more about this now. We have a little bit of an understanding of where things are headed with this vaccine. People are adapting to this new way of life. Businesses are open. It's a crazy time for sure. So how did you use the power manifestation to get to Garoy Media? How, what was, what did that look like for you? So the first thing was, I just had to get in a better place. The one thing you have to know about manifestation is that you cannot manifest if you're unhappy. You are manifesting, so it's not that you can't, but what you're gonna manifest is more reasons to be unhappy, more reasons to be sad, more reasons to be depressed. And believe me, you do not wanna go down that path. It's like- Yeah, I have, I have a question specifically. Life. Yeah, I have a question. I, I do wanna get into this. Yes. In the next, like, this is the next question, but I I, I really want to get a sense from you of how did the power manifestation help you get to Garoy Media? Because there are listeners out there and people that I hope will find this episode somehow, you know, as as things grow and, and this gets out there a little bit more that are sitting down and thinking how can I use the power of manifestation for this next thing? So what yeah. did you do that led you to Garoy Media? Yeah. So again, the first thing is I had to get into a better feeling state <laughs> because being depressed, I had to get out of that depressive state and get into a better feeling state. So one of the first things that I started doing, there was a video series that was out at the time online. It was called The Paycheck Solution. And it basically was about people who have been in the same position as myself, who had lost jobs, what they did to create a paycheck solution for themselves to where they were making so much money that they were doing very well. Is this and a YouTube video? Cause I would, it, I will create the link for this. I have a couple or... of episodes on YouTube, but it's something that I guess if you have to go to the website, I think it's maybe like paychecksolution.com or something. Okay. I'll it's look it up and I'll link, I'll, I'll, I'll include the link to this episode on this episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I basically just started watching, like binging on the different episodes. It was like they were doing this release of one a day, every day for the amount of episodes that they had. And what I started to realize is all of these people who had lost their jobs or who had been in situations that needed to find a new paycheck solution, they ended up becoming entrepreneurs. And they became extremely successful as entrepreneurs. And I said to myself, wait a minute, maybe I need to really look into this entrepreneurship thing for real. Like I had always heard about it. I went to Florida State for undergrad and they had a whole degree in entrepreneurship. 
And I just thought to myself, nah, I'm a corporate girl. I don't need to be an entrepreneur. That's not my thing, all the risk taking, or maybe I'll do it one day after I have kids or something, I'll stay home and be an entrepreneur. But it wasn't kind of what I was gonna just lean into. But watching that series really got me to start opening up to the idea that this might be what I need to move into. I might need to transition into entrepreneurship for real. So that was the first thing. Then the second thing is I was on Instagram. Like I said, I would follow this guy, Jet Set. And um, when I was following him, he ended up having a challenge and it was called a 21 day aimbot challenge and aimbots are these different um computer technologies that allow you to be able to kind of free yourself up and it automates a lot of things and again because i'm in marketing and advertising and i do a lot of stuff digitally i always want to be on the cutting edge of what people are doing and it was a free challenge you had to basically um, reach out to him in DM and let him know that you were interested in doing the challenge. And then he would let a few people in and I got selected to be part of that challenge. And so one of the things that ended up coming out of that is he started doing a morning call where every morning he would then do affirmations and workouts and morning motivation and that sort of thing. And all of these things got me into this really great feeling state and not just a great feeling state but a financially abundant state so now i'm no longer thinking about okay what am i gonna do and how am i gonna pay my bills or whatever i'm thinking okay i'm bringing money in i don't know how it's coming in but money's coming in abundance is coming in in addition to all of this i actually decided to go on a fast for 30 days it was around ramadan time i'm not muslim but I just felt like I really wanted to be close to God during this time as I was trying to figure out this transition. And so I completely fasted from sunrise to sunset every day for the whole period of Ramadan. And during that time, again, all I was doing was um, watching these videos, being on mo morning motivation calls with Jet Set, doing the 21 day aimbot challenge at night. And so it was this combination of all of these things. And it got me into such a state that I had a friend who basically said to me, um, you know, I actually know of a company an organization that could use your services. Um, they are looking to do advertising and you, you would be a really great person to give them some, some type of support in that way. And, I was thinking like, you know, maybe do some consulting. And at the time I thought consult. Yeah. I don't even have a business behind me right now. I don't have the resources right now. I don't know if I can do any of that. And she said, Nope, I'm sending an email. I'm going to connect you with these people and we're, you're going to go from there. And I go, okay, <laughs> let's just see how this works. And so I did. I mean, at that point I couldn't say no. Right. So I ended up um, taking the call. And this particular client needed to do um, a major campaign in two weeks. And in two weeks, I was able to turn around a major billboard campaign where it was throughout the entire state of Florida, 50 billboards uh, around the state, including um, 50 digital transit bus shelter screens. So when people go to the bus shelters and you see the advertising on there, I was doing that as well. And mobile ads on people's cell phones. And I pulled this thing around. It was a six figure campaign within two weeks. And that's when I really knew, oh my gosh, I could do this. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I thought I didn't have resources. I have resources. I know people. I've been doing this now. So I've been in advertising and marketing for about 20 years, which is really crazy when I think about it. So it's been a long time. And so at this point, I mean, I, I knew all this stuff. I had it all. I had it all. I had, right, all you, had you had all the resources all along. And I think that's another amazing point. You actually, you've made a couple of points because I took some notes as you were just speaking now. And, and there were a couple of takeaways that I got from what you just said. But I think that's a very important note is that I think, and, I, and I'm guilty of this. And so, you know, again, listeners, think about this for a minute. I think we often underestimate what, how, just how much we know. Yeah. And if you we are, do. if you're anyone who's in your mid, you know, early to mid thirties, yes. even pushing into late thirties, which is a lot of the demographic of this podcast, actually. Right. My message to you is, you know, a lot more than you think you do. And there's a lot more resources, a lot more information that you have internally already that you've probably subconsciously picked up on over, let's say, so yeah, if you started working 21, 22, it's more, you know, you're 15, almost 20 years of experience at this point. And that's a lot of learning. And so I think that's a really wonderful point that you bring up that we need to to trust ourselves a little bit and how much we know. And we really are more of an expert than we think we are. And so, yeah, I really thank you for, for bringing that up because it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a really important point. And I want people to, to really think about that and not underestimate themselves. We, yes. this age group of people, which is like late stage millennials, know a lot more than we give ourselves credit for in business and in our fields and in what we do. So I think that that's, absolutely. I think that that's really amazing. You've learned a lot through your jobs. The other thing I think is, is that as millennials, I mean, we have also gone through a lot of different companies, you know, it's not like our parents generation where you just worked at one company for your whole entire life. So true. Most millennials, most young or, um, yeah, I would say young Gen Xers or Xennials as they call them. I mean, it basically what has happened is we've all worked two, three, four companies at least in our career. So each so of those true. companies had a different company culture, had a different way of doing business, and you've learned things from each one of those companies. And so now the richness of experience that you have is undeniable. Right. And I, and I, and again, I think that that's wonderful that you bring that out because it's that, that realization, that was your aha moment, right? You realize I can do this. I can actually go out on my own and be an entrepreneur and start something and get something off the ground, leveraging all of the resources that I already had at my disposal and probably didn't know I had at my disposal. So you, yeah. So that was the moment for you then. And, and you was. started Garoy Media. I just literally in my depression wrote down because I was determined I was going to make this a life-changing event. And I literally wrote down, how do I turn this layoff into my launch pad? So that became like my mantra. Oh my gosh, my layoff to launch pad. Yes. That's a t-shirt. Yes. 
layoffs yes. launch like, how do I turn Merch. this layoff into yeah. a launch pad? And so I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and, and praying about it and meditating and fasting. And, you know, so it was like all of this stuff happening at the same time because I needed every spiritual tool imaginable so that I could manifest what then became Gray Media. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on on taking Thank that you. step Thank and you. on listening to yourself and trusting yourself and saying I'm going to launch Gray Media and this is this is going to be a a thing now. I am so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy Thank for you. you. Um Thank you. I'm always inspired by you. So I, yes. So I, with kind of on this same topic and and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, so I do want to kind of get into this next um, topic and that is the, the opposite of manifestation, or I guess the, because when I think about the law of attraction, basically the law of attraction says you're going to, you know, you're going to attract the good and the bad depending on where you are, right? Like mentally where you are where your attention goes correct where it flows right where the energy flows attention goes energy flows yes Yes. so does that mean that you can then manifest bad things into your life absolutely absolutely yep just as easily as you can manifest positive things you can manifest negative things i had a time where i had a boyfriend that I was very close to. We were talking about marriage and all of this good stuff. And we ended up breaking up and I was completely, completely devastated. Sorry. And went into a major depression again. So like you said, let's talk about your love podcast, right? Your love episodes. But anyhow, the reason- You need I to come back on up, for that, for yes, sure. <laughs> yes. But the reason I bring this up is because when I got so depressed, everything went downhill. I was living with the roommate at the time. She decided, I don't want to live in Florida anymore. I'm moving to DC. I'm giving up the apartment. You have 30 days in order to find a new place. Wait, what? So now I was needing to find a new place. Things were happening at my job. I had a major health scare. I mean, when I tell you, it was like- When it rains, it pours, right? Oh my gosh. I was like, I have to find a therapist now. I mean, it was just so bad just totally, totally, totally went downhill. But because again, I know about the power of manifestation. I said, okay, you have got to stop this train from going down because there's momentum, right? And so, um, you know, one of my favorite laws is the law of physics. And that first law of Isaac Newton is um, maybe, is it, yeah, I think it's Isaac Newton. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Well, maybe it's not the first one then, but um <laughs> I need to go back to physics class. It's the one about um, objects that are in motion stay in motion and objects that are at rest stay at rest. Got it. We're just just having a science moment right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, but this goes with the law of attraction. No, agreed. These are laws for a reason. Because they are laws and it's energetic laws. And so the problem is, is that when you have something that when you are in the momentum of negative thoughts, negative energy, that momentum carries out the same way in the physical form. And it just gives you, so I was on a downward spiral where the momentum was just like, okay, how much more negative can we go? And I was like, oh no, 
this is not in the direction that I want to be in. I have to reverse this. I have to reverse this. And that's why going back to when I got placed on the leave of absence at the Miami Herald, I'm like, I have been here before. I could go into a depression and I know where that leads and it's not going to be where I want it to go. So how do I get to a happy place? Because now I have to force myself, because that's the other thing. If objects that are at motion stay at motions, objects that are at rest stay at rest. And the only way that an object that can go from rest into motion is through force. Is through force. And that's the thing. People just think, well, I'm just going to go with my emotions. No. Sometimes you literally have to create a force in the direction that you want to be in. Yes. And that's what I had to do with myself. Yeah. And you actually, you know, one of my takeaways from your earlier points that you were saying was, you know, you were in this um, depression, right? You were in this funk yeah. because you lost yeah. your job. Yeah. And, you know, through the things that you were sharing, so the things that you did, you, you know, you checked out this person on Instagram, yeah. you, you participated in this challenge. Those were actions that you took deliberate, intentional actions that you took to stop the the depression cycle that you were in. So yeah, that's, that's very, very, very powerful. I I believe in that as well. I've seen that happen to me many times, both good and bad um, where, yeah, if I, if I stay in this kind of negative trajectory, then it really doesn't, lead to anything good at all. So having to do something drastic, sometimes bold, big, to stop that trajectory and just shift gears completely is the only thing that helps get things into, yeah, into a new direction, into a new stage. So I want to, so this, this is actually a pretty good segue, this question into my fourth question for you, and that is manifestation. And th- this one's tricky, so bear with me here because okay, I think that ahead. it's very timely. And yeah. I would just, you know, as a woman of color, I would just love your opinion on this because I think it's kind of relevant to just the year that 2020 has been yes. so far. Yes. And also, um, this was something that Marie Folio talked about on one of her recent Marie TV episodes with the author Arian Simone. And mm. she, it was just this really fascinating conversation around how to get out of bad circumstances, right? How to really kind of step, you know, step up and be the hero of your own story and narrative. So I would just love your opinion on this as a woman of color and myself as well. Yes. There are, there, there, there are systemic issues, right, that are just stacked against certain demographics, demographics of people in this country, but also just in general, right? There's always these marginalized groups of people that, have, that are not always set up to succeed mm-hmm. or in a position where they're equal to other people that have more success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, how does manifestation work or affect people that are in these categories, right? I would love your take on manifestation in these circumstances. And I bring that up because in this Marie Folio episode, the author, um, Ariane Simone, she mentioned 
you know, she, she talks a lot about financial success and right. working towards building a more, you know, financial future and how she's, you know, she really, it's, she's a fascinating story. And I, and I'll link to that Marie TV episode, mm-hmm. but she brought up this point of there are systemic things in place, but there are people who have overcome these challenges and we've seen them every day and entertainers and sports and athletes and all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. How does this work for the everyday person who, yeah. does that make sense? It, it it's, it's a it weird, does. it's a tricky question. And I, and I, I, I don't think I'm doing the best job at being no, eloquent I about this, but I understand it. And I would even take it a step deeper than that. Cause I've had some people have asked me, well, what about the people in Africa? The people who are in other yeah, that's the next. Le- yeah, I lived in I lived in West Africa for two years. Right, right. When right. when 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 right when you have systemic issues, when you have infrastructure issues, when you have energy poverty issues. Yeah, I mean, it's the struggle is real. Yes, yeah, and 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 the power of manifestation is still there as well. And so we've seen this in a lot of really amazing examples in the black community. I was listening to something with Tyler Perry yesterday who went from homelessness now to being a billionaire. And my dad literally I, remembers him being homeless on the subway because my dad used to work for the MTA in New York City. And shout out to the MTA. Night, yes, <laughs> and we see him at night on the train asleep, you know. Um, we've seen this with people like Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, Sean Carter. I mean, so the list goes on and on. I mean, how do you go from a drug dealer to a billionaire? You know, I mean, so we have these examples. And the thing that I think that all of these people have in common is that you get to a place, number one, you have to ignore reality. You literally have to ignore it because reality will keep you in the box. Well, reality, reality stares you in the face and it kicks you in the it butt does. every single day, especially, you know, and I think, you know, just a quick thing, when you talk about Oprah Winfrey's and you talk about Jay-Z and you talk about these people, yes, they yes. have, their stories are wonderful, right? They're amazing, yes. inspiring stories. Yes. But the biggest advantage, they were born in the United States. Well, this so is that true, in and of but- itself already gives them a, an advantage, right? You, you have an advantage because in this country, there is still mobility, you have the infrastructure, you have the, the systems, you have the, the, the foundations in place that make it possible, not easy, definitely not, not easy, possible. but possible. You know, I remember there was a point in time in my life where I, when we had the last recession, this is back in 2009, um, 2010, I had graduated from grad school and now I'm sitting here like, okay, I can't find a job because the companies weren't really hiring. I mean, basically it was just like what we're going through now. So that's the other thing, note to all the millennials out there and the zennials and everyone else listening. We tend to go through a recession every 10 years. So we got to learn to start being like squirrels and putting our money to the side and preparing for every decade there being a recession. So we're in one now in 2020, possibly in 2021, and then 10 years from now or around that time, there'll be another one. So be I hope, prepared. I hope, I hope we can have a, a, a 10 year break and just maybe the next one will be in 20 years because this global pandemic situation is, uh, <laughs> it's next level complicated and crazy. 
It is, but this is yeah. cyclical. The, the economy is cyclical and this is something that economists are used to. And so I'm just saying that because I don't want us to keep getting caught off guard, you know? And I definitely feel like I'm more positioned now to deal with all of this than I was 10 years ago when I had to deal with all of this. But at that time, I wasn't having any money coming in. I was getting eviction notices on my door. And so like you said, life, reality, was staring me in the face. Mm -hmm. And again, because I knew the power of manifestation, I go, how did I manifest this? So that's number one. Number one, no matter what the circumstances is, you have to get out of the victim mentality. You cannot manifest as a victim. You have to say, how okay. did I cause this? I, 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 I caused this. I don't care what it is. Somehow, someone, even if it was because of my energy, I caused this. Even if it was something that you did years ago, like just, just, just take it because you can only manifest from a place of being in power. And when you're in a victim state, you're not empowered because you're blaming something else. So that's number one, right? Yeah, no matter can, what, go ahead. Yeah. And can I just say, and I, and I think that you, you raise a really, really good point because I also think when, you know, if you're in a situation where maybe you didn't do anything wrong, it right. just, you just happen to be, this is where you are right now. You were born Correct. in this circumstance Correct. to think, be solution oriented. Correct. So, uh, there was, you know, I think I'm always watching a lot of, um, as you know, and, and of course, and I'm following your lead on, on watching inspiring people on yes. all the, in, all the social media channels. Yes. It's a lot of, and I think it was the the author, and, and now her name is, is slipping me, so I, I will have to in, include a link to that. Yeah. Holocaust Survivor Edith, um, I'm just yes. her name is slipping. She said, don't, don't ask Is it Amati? You're talking about her? The one from Rwanda? No, 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 no. She's okay. a Holocaust, oh, she's Holocaust, a Holocaust survivor. Eger. Eger. Okay. Eger. E-G-E-R. I might be pronouncing okay. it. E That's her name. Okay. She's a Holocaust survivor. She's brilliant. And she, and I think I might've also heard this in a Marie Folio. I, I, I like watching her stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so Edith says, don't ask why me, mm. ask what now? Right. And I thought, yes, that is something that we can manage, right? We don't know why things happen to us, why we were yeah. born where we were born, why we were born to whom we were born to, why we were, yeah. why, 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 why we were born in this country, not that country and all of these things. And that's really got me thinking so much about yes. this, you know, kind of like our circumstances and what we, yes. how we empower ourselves within our circumstances. So not asking why me, but ask, which is the victim mentality you're talking Correct. about, which is Correct. so powerful, but asking what now? Yes. Or even what next? What and next? That puts, you more, that puts you more into the solutions oriented. It puts Absolutely. you more into the, the action, the impact driven headspace. And yeah, so it, that just reminded me because what you're saying is so true. No matter what, sitting there, you know, contemplating and overthinking and just wasting time on something that we cannot you know, here's the situation, right? This is the reality, whether it was our fault we got there or whether it was some, something in the, you know, the universe that put Cosmically, us in there. past lives, whatever you right. believe in. <laughs> yeah, Cosmic, right. Karmic contracts. All of, exactly. 
all of that doesn't change the fact that this is where we are right now. So we should ask what now, what next? So that's what now, what now, what next? I love, I I love what next though, you know, because it's like, okay, well, I can't handle this. You know, this is what it is. This is, I can't change any of this, but now what do I do? Which is the what now? And then, well, and what do I do next? Because I can't worry about that, but I can, I can control my future. Right. And, yes. and knowing that you have the power as an amazing manifester that we all are, all of us have the power and the ability to manifest. How do we then take it to the next level? And so, so that's the next thing is that you do have to ignore reality. So what I did during that state when I was super poor and was getting those eviction notices and everything else is I realized, number one, I couldn't trust my reality because my reality is always, because basically what happens is, is that we are living in a sort of matrix. So our life is a projection (laughs) of our past thoughts. Yeah. I love that there's a matrix four coming out. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Yes, can't, wait. can't wait, can't wait, wait. But go on. Yes, yes go on. Yes. But we are living in the projection of our past thoughts. So whatever oh, you're that's so good. Now yeah, we are. Is what you thought about from before. And really think about it. You know, when you look at your life, think about it. Did I ever have these thoughts? Even if they were fears, they've manifested, <laughs> you know, and you're like, crap, this is not what I wanted. And now my fear is manifested. So that's why you have to be so careful with the thoughts that you have and guard your thoughts with everything. And then recognize everything that's in my reality now, this was my past thought. So this is even a projection of the past. This doesn't even exist anymore. This is what used to exist, but I'm creating my future through my mind. But the question is again, how do you do that? Because all of this stuff is coming at you in real motion. And again, I think too many people live in their five sense reality. That's the other problem. When you're manifesting, you can you gotta leave the five senses alone. The five senses are only important to help us be humans living in this physical world and this experience. And to be present in our situation. Yeah, Correct. to be present in life and say, this is okay, this is it grounds you. The five senses grounds yes, you. They ground you. But you, we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. That We're is, that is, yes. Having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. So really our power is in the spiritual realm. It is not in this human realm. It's not in the human realm. And the human realm is the five senses. What I can see, smell, touch, taste, you know, all of these things. Like this is what my, here, these are yeah. my five senses here. Thank you. You know, these are the five senses, but you got to get away from all of that. <laughs> so where do you go to get into that spiritual realm? That's where the meditation comes in. That's where the visualizations come in, visualizing what you want. Yes. Really spending time using your imagination, your imagination. We, we, we do that in like first grade or kindergarten or something. And yes. We the children imagination. Imagine yes. And then so we let me, like get away from that. Yeah. So I, I love, I love that you're on this, on this track. And, and again, another fantastic segue into um, the, the next, you know, the next and, and final question. Mm-hmm. And that is how, how do you start practicing the power of manifestation? How Absolutely. listeners, whether you've never done it before or you've, you know, you feel that you've done it here and there and it didn't work. What are some practical tips that listeners can start implementing first thing the next morning? 
Yeah, the simplest, simplest thing is just start doing things that make you happy. Let's just start there. Anything, write a list down of things that make you feel good and get start, start to do those things because that is going to help put you in the space. Can of eating chocolate be on this list? Like absolutely. what is, okay. Because again, absolutely. I think. Absolutely. <laughs> going for it's a It's always walk, on my eating, list of things that make me happy. Friend, okay. Having a, you know, a glass of wine if you indulge in that way. But like really, you know, it could be looking at flowers, just staring at plants, petting your dog, petting your cat, anything that makes you happy, literally, Write a list because sometimes you even forget the things that make you happy. And then when you have some of those crappy days, you could just be like, oh, what do I want to pick off this list today? Let's, you yeah. know, in the sake of the podcast, five things. Just write down five things that joy. make you happy, that bring you joy. Yeah. Yes. You do, do it, you know, do it right after this podcast. Do it right now while you're listening. What are the five things that bring you joy? And they could be very simple. Super simple. Practical like cat. things. You know, the other thing is have a big dream, like have big dreams, have big visions, right? Like who would you be? What would you do if you didn't have to pay attention to reality? If you didn't get caught in the, again, the five senses of what reality looks like, whatever, how much money would you have? Where would you live? Where would you travel? What would you do? Write those things down on a piece of paper, literally, and it has to be paper. There's something about writing things tangibly with a pen and paper that helps to manifest them and bonus points if you write it in blue ink i don't know why that's interesting i've never heard that yeah write it in blue blue ink on paper in ink and um and write your dreams and your visions i remember somebody challenged me to do this with travel and they said if you can travel to any place you want, write down 10 places that you would love to travel to. And I said, okay, well, what do I have to lose? I literally wrote down 10 places that I wanted to travel to. And over the next 10 years, I achieved traveling to at least eight of them. When, as I wrote that before that, I mean, it was such a dream and a wish, like, really, I'm going to go to Tokyo, Japan, you know, I'm going to be in Italy. Like these are places that were like, shout out to Italy. Yeah. Shout out to Italy, you know, but these are places that were just like, Oh, this would be nice to say that I went here one day. And within the next 10 years of having written down those 10 places that I wanted to travel to, I ended up traveling to eight of them. And that's the other part about manifestation. Don't worry about the how throw the how out the window. Don't worry about how it will happen. Don't worry about the fact that it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, the I'm how is you, none of your business. You just need to put it. <laughs> yeah. Get the how out of your life and get reality out of your life because people are so logical. Well, logically, you know, one plus one has to equal two and this doesn't logically add up. Again, all of these, all of these areas that we use for logic do not factor in the spiritual realm. So leave all of that with the five senses in the, in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm, you can manifest whatever you want. And so really take that time. I would do things like write down what I want and then put them on an index card, put that index card on your dashboard so that every time you're driving, you see 
three or four things that you really want every single day. Now it's getting imprinted in your mind. Guess what? In your mind is your subconscious mind. You have your conscious mind that's aware of everything that you're doing, but you have your subconscious mind that controls things like mm -hmm. the heart beating, your eyes blinking, all of these things. Well, what's happening in your subconscious mind is that it also is like an antenna and it brings things to you. It's amazing. I don't, no one knows how it really happens per se. And whoever does know isn't telling it to the masses, but <laughs> but it someone's does. keeping it a secret works. yeah yeah i mean again i don't know but the it's, matrix. There, it's, it's, it's a matrix it's, algorithm who knows who knows <laughs> but there is like this antenna and it draws it to you and i have shared this with so many friends that initially were like oh lizanna okay yeah yeah but yeah. then when they started to play with it I have seen people manifest their, their spouses. I've seen people manifest their dream homes. I've seen people manifest their dream jobs. And literally part of it starts with, do you know what you even want? And then I would also say, imprint these ideas into your subconscious mind. The way to do that, like I said, writing them down as affirmations, saying them daily, putting them on your mirror, putting them in your car, on the dashboard when you're driving so you can see them often. I actually have an affirmation that I got a erasable marker and wrote the affirmation on my bathroom mirror so that every time I'm in my mirror and every time I'm in my bathroom and I see the mirror, I see that particular affirmation. So these Good idea. are the things that you want to do. There's also something called binaural beats. And binaural beats are a lot of times they are subliminal affirmations or sometimes they're not subliminal, but they are affirmations. Sometimes they're put to music, sometimes they're not. And you can just listen to them and go to sleep. And then those thoughts are being implanted into your subconscious mind while you're sleeping. And then remember, 90% of the energy that you're putting out anyway is nonverbal. So that's why, again, don't get caught up in the reality and the how and how it's going to happen. It doesn't matter because 90% of this energy is going out. So if you're putting the right thoughts in, even if you're not saying it, even if you don't know how, the universe is conspiring to bring what you want into your life in ways that you would never even be able to ask for, think, or imagine. And that sounds like a great place to wrap this up because yes. that's beautiful i'm starting to understand how joe rogan has three-hour podcasts yes. topic <laughs> and i yes. and uh i i yeah this is this is definitely a a fantastic podcast i've loved this conversation so much we've touched on too. I so, love many, this. so many things and you i just appreciate you again coming on here and just getting real practical on what this is and, and really engaging in this conversation around how the power of manifestation has impacted your life, continues to impact your life, will continue to impact your life in the future Absolutely. and the ways that listeners can at the very least start thinking about this and trying it because you have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Lizana, where can people find you on, on the, you know, on the gram, on the, uh, yes, on the yes. What's your... so I'm Lizana online. So it's L A S A N A online. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, everything. Just find me at Lizana online. Thank you so much. I will make sure to link 
to you know link to those on the website and to the listeners thank you thank you thank you as always um i appreciate you sticking around for for this long longer than usual but so good Super informative. Uh, this will change your life. Life-changing yeah. episode. This is a life-changing episode, and I highly encourage you, please, please, please leave a comment. Go on Instagram at 5 Things with Angie B. Drop a comment there. Send me a DM. What did you think? What are you doing to implement some of this stuff in your life? Please do reach out and share this with me. Again, I appreciate you listening in this week. Please stay tuned for uh, another awesome episode next week. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Go manifest your dreams. And until next week, take care. Bye-bye.